We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Show in all of the United States of America where an idiot like me gets to ask questions to two former NFL players. Uh, we do film breakdowns and we do dumb football questions. And we'll take your suggestions, too, for what you want us to do during the season. Mm. Kind of a blank canvas for us here. We just launched this like three months ago. We're almost to 4,000 subscribers. But, uh, yeah, we would take some ideas from people. What do you guys want to see in the regular season? What do you want to hear us talk about? Ooh. Hit us gonna, up. YouTube we're gonna, comments. We're going to break down some fire content in the regular season. Real football. I'm so tired of watching last year's So tape. am I. Can I'm, I just, I'm just re-watching the same tape over and over. I'm, dude, I'm going to be like a kid on Christmas morning after that first Sunday. I'm just going to be down here in my little dungeon. I might be with you. hand. Just scrolling. Just scrolling and going through tape. I can't wait. I can't freaking wait. And your little sleeveless white tank tops that you guys... You guys are uh, showing pink, off the guns today. First of all, okay. it's salmon. So I don't need to hear this nonsense about my white tank top. It's a salmon tank top. Okay. I this is like better. the is the dress blue or is the dress white thing up? By the way, did you see? Oh, did you see, did that? You Dude, that, see that? Like, like trying to kill his wife. He attempted tried to murder to, her for years. He's been like beating her up and like they've been trying to fight her and stuff. He like put well, her I mean, in a chokehold and like she probably thought the he probably she probably thought the dress was blue and black. I mean, Dude, it's what? definitely <laughs> gold and white. It's white, honey. <laughs> God, beaten. Jeez, too far. Too much. Too far. Too Here's much. the line. Here's Jeremiah. Too much. Just over here. Yeah. Don't worry. He's going to get his ass beat next. He's, he's, his is coming, so I'm not too worried. I see uh, what happens when you If anything happens, my wife's going to try and murder me. So. Yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure this time. <laughs> she's going to grab one of those helmets he behind you and go Miles Garrett on you. And, oh, uh, no doubt. Over. Uh, by the way, if you guys could click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel, help us grow this thing. And if you listen on Apple or Spotify, a five-star rating. And a positive review also helps grow this thing. I hear the kids coming inside. It's going to get crazy. Oh, mm. it's going to be great. Maybe Ooh, this is the, the, the chance for us to start the how many uh, how many eight-year-olds can you beat in tug-of-war uh, on YouTube? Hey, I got Let's a whole neighborhood over here. We should make it happen today. No. Oh. You're, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> you'll hurt yourself. You got one more week kids. of training. You got one more week of training. Maybe oh, do right. it next week. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I tell you one, more week. one more week, and then we can go crazy. Everyone's like, let's go play. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't get hurt. <laughs> it's, it's actually two YouTube videos. It's the Rocky training montage, Alex mm. trying to get ready for the competition. And then it's Alex versus 23 eight-year-olds eight playing uh, we'll tug-of-war. murder him. 
they'd murder him. But we'll anyways, see. that was last we'll podcast. See. All right. Mark Larson wants to know here. And by the way, hit us up. We, we try to take as All many the of these as we can here. Let's dumb go. football questions. Uh, no question is too dumb. Mark no, Larson sir. wants to know. So fans like to claim that refs favor certain teams and players. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, For sure. Uh, the Packers, you know, whatever. And that some games are rigged by the NFL. Do players ever sit around the locker room and bitch about the officials? Oh, yeah. I mean, Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, All okay. the time. Post game usually is the oh worst. yeah terrible like, dude I'm trying to think we had a we played a game in Candlestick one time I thought I was gonna get fined so much money <laughs> we had a we had a touchdown that got called back that was really a touchdown and it was reviewed by New York and still not called a touchdown we ended up losing that game they come back on Monday and they're like hey because you know they always everything that they that, look at mm-hmm. they don't like. They send to New York, and they go, you need to give us 100% clarification and definition onto this. And so you get everything back by Wednesday as to what everything was, and they were like, hey, by the way, that touchdown they called not a touchdown was really a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I remember after the game, we had went – like they asked me in the media, and they were like, what do you think? And I was like, I really don't care how much I get fined. I am so sick of this shit. <laughs> like I can't stand it. I can't stand – like you know what I love? And Jay will tell you, there are officials out there that are awesome. They understand the code of conduct that's going to happen out there. There are no rules. There's no biting. Okay? There's no eye gouging. After that, there's got to be a lot of things that get let go, right? Because like, they're grown men that are just beating the crap out of each other. I'm talking about when the ball's gone and you know all that nonsense starts to happen. There's some guys that are like, okay, I'll let it go. And there's some guys that are like, I am not letting anything fly today. And you're like, dude, how about the guys that check you to see if you're in the backfield on third down? That's when you know you've got a crappy crew. They throw a flag. You didn't get a warning. You're looking at them like, hey, I didn't get a warning, Tony. What the hell? Carante's like, what do you want me to do about it? Give me a warning. You're supposed to give me a warning. Is this how it's going to be today, Mr. Boone? I will Fuck say, you, Tony, I can't take this today. <laughs> <laughs> it's on now, old man. I am coming for you. And then the rest of the day, I'm stuck John with him, them, the coaches. It's a, it's a great day. John Hussey in Philly. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say this: every week in the scouting report, you also get a referee scouting report. Oh yeah, like so. Every week you say, okay, this is the crew we have. They are this like the second or third most penalizing crew. They throw this amount of holdings, this amount of defense. They throw in this many personal fouls. Right? So you actually do really kind of need to study who your crew is to understand what are they constantly looking for. Now, I will say this. Some white hats are more lenient than others. Yes. For example, we're playing in Philadelphia 2016. Right, We're out there Ooh. doing our thing. <sighs> we get a first down. We're heading into the red zone. All of a sudden, I see that there's a yellow flag on the ground. And I turn around, and it's looking right at Boone. And he goes, oh, holding. <laughs> he goes, holding number 76. And Boone goes, me? You called that on me? That wasn't a hold. And then he's like, I, was it Currency? Was it Currency? No, it was Hussey. It was John yeah, Hussey. Hussey goes, love you, John. I love yeah, it. He goes, he goes, easy, 76. Yeah, that's a holding on you. He goes, oh, you're such a. F-. And he, like, he goes, walk away. And I grab him. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, Alex, walk away. And he walks away. And then he goes, all right. And then he turns around and goes, no, you're a effing pussy. And just screams <laughs> it at him. And Currency takes his white hat off because he's already thrown his yellow flag. Takes his white hat off and just throws it straight up in the air, fifteen <laughs> yards, and he's just oh my gosh. I feel like that never happens though. Like if in a baseball game, if you glance at the umpire wrong, boom, like ejected, right? Oh, in the hey. in the NBA technical, you see coaches on the sidelines just screaming into a megaphone at coaches. And but they here, never throw right. they never throw flags for that stuff. I'm gonna go up on my soapbox here. 
I am going to say that baseball is really bad at that, right? You should you should be able to go out there and jaw at a ref a little bit because there's always the lines in the box that you know that no one's ever going to step out of, right? Like, you know no one's ever going to push a ref. So you know that you can jaw as much as you want and he can jaw back. But eventually the refs will tell you over a minute or two, they'll be like, hey, I got to go. Game moves on, right? So eventually they just walk away. So they're like, they're literally walking away from the coach as he's yelling. And he's like, well, well the game's got to go. The timeout needs to happen in five minutes and 35 seconds. We got to get this going. Like, this is, yeah. and it's like. But, but there's no gr- clock in baseball. So it's like, you could just sit there for a right. half hour and yell at each other. Hey, but you should, you should at least be able to go out there and yell a little bit. Like, I think that's wrong. I think it's kind of messed up. I'll but at the same time. The go top ahead. refs, top notch refs, hockey refs. Dude, oh, hockey refs are getting like punched in the teeth. Amazing. Like they're in there trying to break up fights and they're just like trying to pry and they're just getting bodied all over and people are yelling, dude, hockey refs, they don't care about nothing. They're just no. there to let it happen. I think every That's type of ref fun. should embody the hockey ref. I will say though, there are a lot of cool NFL refs and I didn't know this and maybe Jay did, but like, did you ever laugh when they pulled up the referees and they took their pictures and their suits and they had their hats on, they had their like sweat jackets on and it was like, they took like roster pictures like we did. And so yeah. like they would post them <laughs> up on their teams and you'd be like... It's like their own little team of old well, men that just I didn't, ruin so your day. My first, it's terrible. <laughs> one of my second games ever being active for the Chargers. I'm at the pregame warm-up, and like, I'm kind of jittery, and all of a sudden this, the white hat comes over to me. He's like, hey, 75, come here. I'm like, ugh. And I walk over, and he's like, <laughs> he's like hey, man, I'm Cleet Blakeman. How are you? I was like, I'm good. He's like, hey, I live in Omaha. I'm a Husker fan. Like, just want to introduce myself. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, I'm like panicking, right? And like, I see my O-line coach is like looking at me like, what is this idiot doing talking to the white hat? Right? And I'm like supposed to be in warm-ups, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, man, just wanted to introduce myself. I live in Omaha. Da, da. And I walk back over. My line coach goes, what was that? I was like, uh, he's a Husker fan. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, it was my fault. Like, he's like, what are you doing? You got to get ready for the game. I was like, what do you want me to tell him? No. Like, no, no, Mr. Official, I'm good. I'm going to stay over here. Don't come any closer. Right. Like, but yeah, Cleet's a great guy. After that, like, I told, Cleet Cleet. That st- I told Cleet that story. Next time I saw him, he started like, he's like, oh, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. But, like, Cleet's great. Like, all there's Hockley's some really, great. Hockley's great. Like, there's some really good ones. There. You just <sighs> have to understand sometimes, like, the newer white hats are going to be a lot a lot more uh, hey, aggressive with the You know flag. who is great? Rome Berger. Jerome. Jerome he was, was good. the man. He'd seen he, everything. He would let everything go. I'm trying to think of who. There was another uh, Walt Anderson. Walt Anderson. Yeah. He was is, he still, of, he's, he's, is he still rocking it? I don't think I don't so. Know. But he might be in his 70s, man. There was times where he was tough on you, and then there was times where he was cool. So you just never knew with him. But like with Ed Senior, he was always cool. Like he was gonna let everything fly. If you wanted to fight, you could do your thing. Like he didn't give a shit. Did right? you guys and respect Ed Hockey Lee a little bit more because of how, how much time you put in See, the gym? In I the think it was season? the other way around, Boone. Ed Hockley loved no. to call everything because he loved just having them muscles on TV. No, he was always cool. Like, dude, like, Ed, Ed was like, no. oh, was he offsides? Was he offsides? Throw it. Throw, throw, throw it anyways. I want to I want to talk, right? This, no. like, I'm this telling is a prime you, you have the wrong impression of Ed. No, no, no. I'm yeah, telling that's you. That's Ed Hockley right there. He'd be like, offsides. Over there, <laughs> all he wanted to do was show off his muscles, dude. That's all dude. Ed, Ed called the most penalties out of any crew I, ever. I'm telling you, I would go back right now and bet a lot of money on the fact that you could look at all the calls that he gave our O line, and there were nothing. He let us slide on so much shit that I was like, We're gonna get fined for this, and Ed, you're gonna get fined for letting this happen. Like, you're going to get in trouble. He was like, dude, come on. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Like, but, but 
I'm trying to think of who there was a, a couple other good ones, but I never thought that anybody was ever in on anything. And like, the NFL never not rigged. No, it's, it's never, not. And ever I never rigged. thought like at times you'd be like, "Hey, that's a questionable call." But you, when you pull yourself out of the moment, or you go back and you watch film, and you'd be like, "You know what? I was holding the shit out of them." You're right. I yeah, I think in the moment that. it's really easy to think like it's hard reps or homers yeah. or whatever it may be. But like most of the time when you go back and check the tape, you can at least see why they called something. Right. Yeah. right? And you have to understand like it's an imperfect system too, right? Like they're, they can't see everything. But like if you can go back on tape, like obviously there's some that they're just completely missed and you're like, woo. But most of the time you see it and you're like, I can see why they did that. Like I can see why they right. called that. I think like uh, just on a like macro league level, the thing that fans get the most mad about is, you know, this quarterback, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, gets preferential treatment. You know, if you if you graze the guys, but but the but the league isn't the most popular league in the world unless those guys are playing every Correct. week, right? And that's so, our rebuttal. All to due that. respect to Chad Henney, but like, we, you know, people forget that. Like, if you were to lose the top five quarterbacks in this league, it would not be very desirable to watch. And if anything, it would be a bunch of teams that were just clawing every week at each other. Like, there's the stalwarts that you're like, dude. And I kind of almost think that, like, over a period of time, like, once Tom Brady hit 15 years, it was like, yeah, I get it. Dude's been doing it 15 years. Can't rock his world. So what? <laughs> Big deal. I get it. Like, there's just some things that you're like, yeah, I totally understand. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. If you destroy him, they're going to throw a flag. Totally understand that. There's a lot of respect yeah. towards that dude. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he's a great football player, and the league is, always has to protect itself. And the way that this league is going, they want to see the ball in the air as far as possible, and they want to see it as many times as possible. And they don't want to see it just hit the ground. They want to see people catch it and run. So it's like there's only a certain amount of guys you can have back here yeah. that can do that and yeah. don't flip out and freak out and get sacked like, you want those guys to get hurt? I don't. And at times, yeah, I get mad too where I'm like, be tougher. But then I'm like, wait, he's year 18. Never mind. No, no, you're yeah. good. <laughs> O-line, there, where there the is, hell were you? Yeah, like, you're supposed to be fighting. There is a scale for those older quarterbacks. Oh, they, get, they definitely get a little bit more love. That's, yeah. And that's just the I'm way cool it is. That. You just have to understand it. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, ingrained oh, you're in the ground. Rocked. Okay, you're probably gonna not going to be a flag. Yeah. But, Rookies, uh, you're getting hit for Nate sure. Nate Sudfeld, they wanna... you're getting no. killed. Yep. Nate Sudfeld, sorry, bud. There's no preferential sorry, treatment there. Watson, you're getting killed just because. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't think yeah. anybody's going to have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, CJ, the 577 chimes in here on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. What does an NFL player pay for for their job? That the NFL or the team doesn't provide. So, like, the team provides Ooh. a certain level of nutrition, you know, strength, whatever. You got coaches and stuff. What What do you guys pay for outside of the structure of the team? So, I'm going to give you a very real answer. If you wanted to go this route, the only thing you would technically have to pay for is, like, your house and a car. Because if you were like, hey, I'm going to live at the facility every day, which you could do. You could be like, I'm just going to go train here. There's coaches there every day to train you. There's food there every day to feed you. There's everything there. It's your decision. A lot of guys like to go different places in the offseason. Like, eventually guys are like, I need to get out of here. Like, I need to physically be out of these four walls, right? And so, like, people leave and they go home. Like, that's cool. Then you're on your own. You're paying for everything. And the only thing that really they'll pay for is when you're there working – or if you decide to show up on an off day, like the food will always be there. The workout staff will always be there. Nutritionists are always coming in every day. Trainers are in every day. Like everything is paid for all day. It's when guys are like, all right, I'm going to go here and train. Then you're like, okay, now you have to pay for your own training, which also comes at a risk because if you get hurt outside of those four walls, mm. you go on NFI. 
non football, football injury. injury. It's where you live to die. Sports, so let's hell. say you're an Sports idiot purgatory, and you but strain your back doing dumbbell deadlifts. <laughs> if I did that under the supervision of a Vikings or a Packers trainer, IR. You got IR. IR, IR, IR means that, which means they have to pay you. Right. If you're on because you were in their under their care. Right. If you, if, you go, if you go on NFI, so say you go on like a camping trip and you stub your toe and you break your foot and then you have to come back to training camp and you come back, you're like, my foot's broken because I was off doing whatever. They're going to be like, okay, cool. We're going to put you on NFI, which means we still own your rights. You can't shop around to a different team. We don't have to pay you anything until you get healthy. Until then, you just kind of live here and get healthy. It right? Sucks. So it's sports hell. It's the worst place. You never want to find yourself as a player, right? So that, they're trying to entice guys to stay, but no one does. You know, like when you leave in the off season, you're gonna get out of that off season what you put into it financially. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you go off and you're like, Hey, I'm just gonna go try and spend as minimal possible on training this year, as minimal possible on taking care of my body, my nutrition, whatever, you're not gonna make the team the next year. You know, I learned that as a young age. Like you need to come when like when I got back to Nebraska, I was like, Okay, first thing I need to find, I need to find a chiropractor. I need to find a massage therapist. I need to find an acupuncture therapist. I need to get my nutrition dialed in. I need to find a place to train. I need to find a gym. Like, all that stuff. And, I mean, if you spend twenty five dollars to $30,000 on your body, on your training a year, that's worth it to go make seven hundred and fifty. You know, like, and that's the thing that young guys really have to start thinking about is, like, you have to understand, like, this is now your business. Your body is now what you're going to pour into, right? Everyone loves using a race car analogy, right? Like, you're going to put a shit tires and bad fuel and a non like uh, stocks like uh, what's those things on the back fender or whatever they're called the spoiler you're gonna put a stock spoiler on there like you're gonna trick your car out so that you can be fast and good like you got to put money into it and so i mean i would spend i mean that doesn't include the injections you go get whether you get some stem cells whether you get some tortal injections like whatever it may be i mean i think every off season i probably spent between 30 to 50 grand just on my body Right, just on my body to make sure that I could show up to training camp the next year and be physically able to compete for a job. Right. And I mean you hear Russell Wilson says he spends millions of dollars on his body, and I believe it. I thoroughly believe I saw there's, it. there's I guys saw it that have that big of money. They will spend as much Dude, money did, as humanly possible. Did you hear what he said like a year ago about about like bowel movements? No. That no. he he's he said he's he's dialed his nutrition in so aggressively that he only craps like twice a week. That's that there, there's that there is unhealthy. no waste because he's he's only eating foods that get like you know that's woven weird. into your that's cells. That's weird. I'm like a, is, I'm like a four twice day in, guy. twice so, in the morning. So maybe I have a lot of trash because I'm <laughs> yeah. a four day guy. That's a lot. Huh. <laughs> now, what about like like personal chefs? Do you uh, guys ever do? I, I had a wife. What's wrong with she my grill? For me. Yeah, my wife, my my wife cooks for me. Yeah, no, my, I will. my wife likes to cook, though. I will say that. She enjoys cooking, so like, yeah, she so would always I. cook for us. Yeah, I had no problems cooking. But, like, dude, that's the choice. Like, And this is the thing, too. You go to work, and you're like, everyone probably goes to their job, and they're probably like, I can't imagine there being a cafeteria here. But, like, when you went to work, there was a really nice cafeteria. And it was like, what do you want to eat today, sir? Uh, uh, let me get the three-pound tomahawk. Got it. How do you want to cook? I want it purple in the middle still. Not a problem. What do you want with it? Baked potato. Load it. Like, and it was like, hey, can I get one for my wife? And you know Jay wants to eat too. Or they'd be like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So we were just literally bringing home food every day, all day. Just, oh, yeah. There's, they take good care of you for a reason. They know they're killing you slowly. And they're like, I don't want them to realize it until they retire. And they do a phenomenal job of it. Because like literally everybody would be like, hey, you bring home food to your wife? Like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> 
think I'm going to go home and make food. I can barely walk, dude. Yeah, let's go. Cook this shit up. Let's get home. I am tired. But it's you don't have to do a lot, really, especially to when you leave. I think one of the hardest things is trying to figure out a place to go and why you're there and what you're there and finding somebody with the same, like, similar beliefs as you. Like, it's hard to go out and be like, go to a gym and be like, hey, do you have any uh, NFL alignment in here in the back somewhere training that I could, could, I could link up with? I could, like, anybody? hang out with. Yeah. Uh, I, I see a lot of women in here. Uh, nope. Okay. I'll go to the next gym up the road. Like, it's hard to find a place to go to get what you need, especially because, like Jay said, if you're really just training, like lifting weights, it's not enough, especially nowadays. You have to be doing skill work all the time, trying to hone in these little tiny senses that everybody else is working on. We've all seen how Aaron Donald trains in the offseason. You have to, every single person in the NFL should be meet, matching his intensity every day with those workouts. Like, I'm not kidding you. That's where I start to kind of separate from everybody else, where I'm like, no. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my body, but I was with a guy who was like, this is important to us. And I agreed with him. And it was like, every day we're going to pull ourselves into this little room and we're going to learn something new or we're going to learn something cool or we're going to watch film for hours and hours and hours. And all of a sudden you start to learn like, this isn't just a hobby for me. This is my life. This is what I want to do. And the minute you're in the rooms, you're kind of taking it more serious than everybody else. And they're all messing around. You're like, no, I need to learn this shit. Hold on. Two by two and three by one. Why can I not see this? And you're starting to see things differently because you start to realize the investment that I put in is so much more than everybody else here. And that's why I always got so much more mad at everybody else because I was constantly just working all off season to make that six months amazing. And the minute you see people slack and not take it serious, you're like, where were you? What the hell is running through your mind right now? This is the show, dude. You are in the ultimate show. There's no more higher place to go. And you're just totally dicking around right now. Like, guys would just leave January 1, come back April 20th, and be like, all right, first day back. Here we go. I'm ready to start it now. And you're like, wait, what? You hell, can't I be mean, decades before be for that, real. guys would show up. In, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, right? You, you like show Different. up in training camp. Well, he, like Bruce, Bruce Matthews was, Bruce Matthews was telling a story down at Masterminds where he's like, everyone was talking about like training camp and how important it is to take care of your body and get rest. And he's like, man, back when I played, we used to go <laughs> sit on the top of the parking garage, drink a case of beer, sit up all night, and then we go practice the next morning, do it all over again. Training camp was awesome. Yeah, no. it's just a different time. It's different, <laughs> different age, right? game. Like, the, We're getting paid a lot more money than those yes. guys got paid, too. You got to think about those dudes in the 60s and 70s. A lot of those guys had other jobs. And that's why they pay you the money that they pay you is because they expect you to show up like, dude, we're paying you more than a doctor makes in a year. You should show up more surgical than him. And when you don't, they get really, really mad. And I can't express to you how mad they get because I know there is no HR in the NFL. So things get said that you're like, <laughs> I think technically everybody in here could sue you. Like, I'm, not, I'm almost positive I could sue you, and that'd be insanity. And they're like, shut up, boom, got it. I'm, I'm done. You're right. He should have trained. My bad. Well, what, okay, question three. Just uh, I'm going to call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the original play to something else here for question three. If this was like 1970s NFL and you guys had to have a second job in the offseason, what would you do for your second job? Oh. Kowalski's, Kowalski's uh, deli for construction. Oh, yeah. Landscaping or construction? For sure. Outside. Anything that involves being outside in the sun in a tank top and just grinding through some mulch. Yes. How about lifeguard? You could you could do all those things and be a lifeguard, too. No. Wouldn't have to. No. I honestly yeah. don't know. I really don't. You know, I've, I love being a business owner. Like, I love owning my own business, owning my own agency. Like, so I'd like to think that I'd have some type of business that I ran, like have some employees, but I don't know what the business necessarily would be. 
because it'd have to be something sports related. You know, so maybe I'd run my own agency on the side. Who knows? You know, you got your player, you represent hey. yourself, right? You rep yourself and just do your thing, collect your own three percent, and call it a day. I mean, that think about like sweet. like Alan Page was one of the greatest defensive players of all time, and he then like went into a five decade career as like in the legal Supreme system, Court right? justice, yes. Supreme Court Justice, which is amazing, amazing. Uh, you I'm, think, sure, and I'm I, sure he loves doing that. Have you ever watched? Low, but, have you ever watched a show on him on the? Uh, the after the life, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, it's amazing. All the things that he went through, and I was like, dude, that is one. And you think about that; those guys back in the day, and that's the one thing that I don't think gets talked about enough. And I think that that's the one thing that at the NFLPA I really enjoyed the most was they always remind you in the first day of meetings, like the first meeting is like, hey, let's go back and talk about what we've gained through the years and what everybody has gotten us. And then we go through it and we talk about the creed and what those guys believe. And they're like, don't forget, these guys had to wash their own gear. They had to buy their own stuff. They had to go to work after practice. Like they had things to do. And here you guys are bitching about stupid shit. Just not forget, these guys were hard asses. Like, dude, Gene Upshaw, I heard that dude was no bullshit. Like they were like, bro, when Gene walked in the room, shit got real. I was like, really? They were like, dude, it got real because he was one of the guys that was out there on the front lines like, no, we're not going to play. We're not going to do this. Why? Because you can't treat us like this. You can't take $100 billion away from us and then give us nothing. And, that, dude, it really makes you appreciate all the old guys. And a lot, too, is like some of those guys ended up becoming coaches, and so you start to talk to them about it like, hey, what was Gene Upshaw like? That? Oh, man, that guy. That guy was a dude, man. That guy was a dude. You're like, really? Like, yeah, man. You don't mess around with that guy. And then they start telling you stories about what it was like back in the day. And you're like, no way that could happen now. They're like, dude, absolutely not. They could not do that stuff to you guys. And you're like, I really appreciate the fact that you guys ate a lot of shit for us. And these guys still sit around and complain about stupid things like my pinky hurts, my toe hurts, my foot hurts. All these things, and you're like, dude, back in the day, they didn't even know what the word concussion meant. Are you serious? <laughs> they didn't even have face masks. And we're over even, here like... It wasn't even in the Webster Dictionary yet. Right? Concussion didn't exist. They have no yeah. idea. And you're over here complaining about something so silly, like, there's no ice in the water. Shut up, kicker. God. <laughs> but, you, but you guys, I mean, you guys have a, a healthy perspective. What percentage of overall players would you say have a respect for, you know two generations, three generations ago, some of the, the bricks that were laid? It's 40%. Yeah, I, say, I don't think it's very much because there's a fine line of like having respect for, hey, thanks for what you did before us, and a fine line of those guys being like, back in my day, we did this, this, and yeah. you guys like, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's very much a line there of like, hey, we respect what you did, but like we don't need you coming up here like, in my day, we'd walk around with our ankle brace on all night long because we wanted to practice the next day. It's like, no, you didn't. Like, no, I, you didn't. Like, you know, like there's certain things like that. These guys just, are pampered. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there's certain things like that. It's like, okay, yeah, like we don't need to hear about it like over and over again of how much tougher you guys were than us. Yes, you were tougher than us because the circumstances changed, but the game has changed, right? right? So I think there's a fine line there of respect and also just like the tones out sometimes because it gets very repetitive of. Well, there's nothing we can do to change what you had to go through. So thank you for that. But let's not keep belaboring the point here as we move on. Yeah. Right. One of my least favorite sports arguments is when people try to make the case that, like, this player back in baseball is oh. the worst. Where it's like, oh. you know, you know, Babe Ruth. It's like, dude, Babe Ruth never faced a Dominican pitcher, never faced a black pitcher. Like, yeah, Babe Ruth no. wasn't facing the best players in the world. 
and he ate 14 hot dogs for pregame. Yeah, you know, it would right. just like show up. And that would not have worked now. Maybe at halftime, if you're yeah. up a lot, you could go for about two or three hot dogs. Dude, by the way, you can't tell me that wasn't the best at oh, halftime. Preseason, the preseason half dog. Like, where's oh, the food? Where's the hot dogs, boys? Put a tray of hot dogs wrapped in like foil. You're like, give me three. I'm so hot. It's so hot out here. Why is August so hot? Dude, we used to go to San Diego every year in Fortnite. It's so hot down here. God damn it. <laughs> Give me some hot dogs. Dude, I remember one time we scored on the first play. We threw a smoke to the right. We thought, no way it's going anywhere. So I started to walk back to the huddle. Dude took off for 80 yards the other way. Coach was like, you're done. I literally was like, yo, where are the hot dogs? Somebody first get quarter? me. Out. Yeah, first play of the game. No. They were like, all you right, You got to at least wait till halftime to get the first. They were like, once you're done. I was like, hot dogs. This way, right now. Well, that was like when I was inactive in Minnesota in 2015. At halftime, at halftime, I'd always sneak into the players' lounge because they'd have like chicken fingers, hot dogs, corn dogs, and you were inactive, right? So like, I was like, I'm not going to eat these PB and J's. I'm going to get some real food. You just walk in there, you come back into the locker room, you're shoving chicken fingers in your face before you walk out. (laughs) Dude, wasn't wasn't no 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 no. That was at TCF. That was at TCF (laughs) Bank. You would walk out. You'd walk out from halftime. You'd see all the guys dressed in like street gear, and their mouths would be so full, and Just they wouldn't be talking. Full of food. I'd be like, "Hey, I'd be like, hey, real quick, coach, say we're gonna call that Ricky or Ron." He'd be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> "Jesus Christ, dude! How much food you got in there?" So much, just chipmunk style, dude. Just full, like on your way out. Like I could shove one more in. <laughs> On the hot dog thing, I had to Google this because I thought, wasn't there like a quarterback? Mark Sanchez. Got, Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez, 2009, and he's just scarfing a hot dog. Yep. Yeah. It was against the Raiders in Oakland, and it was October. So oh, I that was, was a crazy. real stadium. It was a real Dude, that game. was a crappy stadium, too. God, their locker room was so bad. Almost worse than San Diego's. Jeremiah, I don't even know how you bad. guys did that. Dude, it was we bad. had to go three guys to a locker. Yeah, I was like, was this bad. is horrible. And then you walk out underneath the bleachers. I'm like, are we sure this is safe? Oh, I are thought we that, sure? I thought the state I thought Qualcomm was gonna just collapse every On time we played in it. it oh, was... it was terrible. Oh dude, I remember I had to get an injection in my chest in the pregame because I took a shot to the chest when I wasn't looking from one of our safeties. He thought I was looking and he went to go hit me. And I got hit and it like blew up my sternum and I had to get a shot and they were like, just lay down on the floor. I'm like, I laid down and I was looking up at the rafters and they were like shaking and I was like, guys, this is it. This is how we die. This is how we're going to die. I got a needle in my chest and a fucking thing's going to fall on top of me. Nate Bresky, the guy who was in Buffalo, was like... I love Nate. Nate goes, just calm down, Booney. Go. It's hard to be calm when you're looking at the stands shaking above you. He was like, close your eyes. Just close your eyes. It's okay. It's all bad dream. Did you stick me yet? You'll know when you get stuck. Oh, God. It's going to be okay. We went off the rails here a little bit, boys. We did. I think that's the point of the talking show. about hot dogs <laughs> straight yeah. straight what was the question <laughs> i don't even remember can you just repeat click, the question can you just click the, the like button and the subscribe button if you could if you like hot dogs <laughs> click the like button and the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating and a positive Shout review on Joe apple Podcasts. Did, uh, literally, literally as you were telling that story i was like wait what was the question we were supposed to answer <laughs> dude joy uh, uh, joy chestnut this joy morning chestnut. he so he has a youtube channel the, the best food eating youtube channel is matt stoney Okay. Matt Stoney is the only guy besides Kobayashi or Joey Chestnut to win that hot dog eating contest mm. in the last 20 years. He has a great uh, food eating uh, YouTube channel. 
So I stumbled upon Joey Chestnut's YouTube channel this morning, and I watched a video where he eats 32 Big Macs in 30 oh, minutes. No. 32 Big Macs in 30 minutes. And at the end, he's like, he's kind of sweating a little bit. He's like, pretty good. That last one was still pretty good. He's My, like eating the rest of the lettuce that fell I had I had a neighbor challenge me to a chicken nugget eating contest a couple years back. He told me that he could eat more McDonald's chicken nuggets than me. And I was like, you're out of your effing yes. mind, right? Yeah. So he's like, I was like, I'm not going to buy them, but if someone buys them, I'll do it. And so my neighbor's like, my other neighbor's like, I'll do it. So we bought 200 chicken nuggets. And we sat down and we went for it. And I ate 78 chicken nuggets in 45 minutes. Wow. And I could have kept going, but he was it. He got to 55. And he just, like, it got to the point where he, like, I was like, how many am I ahead of you? And he was like, 20. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to catch you. And I was like, no, you're not. Because every time he ate one, I just eat one more. Yeah. And then, like, the demoralizing part is I went over. I go, I'm thirsty. Cracked a beer. <laughs> just walked over, started drinking the beer. I'll tell you this. I won, and I won fashion, but I did not poop for three days. And oh, it, it blocked you, blocked you. Miserable, <laughs> dude. It blocked me up like the Hoover Dam. I was in. And, like, when it finally did happen, dude, it was like the shirts off naked, like sweating in Grenada type of poop. It was bad it was awful and i will never do it again my neighbor wants a rematch i was like no no you gotta you gotta qualify to take a shot at the champ you want to take a shot at the champ you have to prove to me you can eat 79 can i get a a shot at the champ can i get a shot you can if you can prove to me you can eat more than 79 mcnuggets go ahead to this day have not had a mcnugget in two years you need to mix in a couple shots of laxative between uh, between bites just to make sure every now and then wash it down with the old x-lax it Dude, was that is chicken nugget explosion. <laughs> it hurt. I, when you said it the hurt. naked one, I know exactly which one. Oh, you're talking when you're like, about. it's Football happening. Dude, full naked, sweats, fan on, and just hold on for dear life. You just hold on to the earth to keep from not coming off. You gotta get the gotta get the feet Ooh. separated, get that oh, yeah. stance full going. Full power you know? stance. Yeah. If you're lucky you have a handicap stall so you can hold on to the railing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah. I'm crying, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm crying. It, ha- I- hey, it happens to the best of us, man. We've all been there. We all know exactly what I'm talking Fogo about. Fogo night, dude. Fogo oh, night. Yeah. Oh god! Did Fogo night. Did Fogo to Chow back you up for a couple, couple days, couple two, three days? Oh, Fogo! God, those are always good. Fogo will get you the meat sweats, dude. The meat sweats will get, get you every you. time. Well, thanks for hanging out with us here on the uh, O Line Committee, sponsored <sighs> by uh, Chicken McNuggets, Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> And your favorite laxative. Uh, Yeah, hit us up with uh, your dumb football questions in the comment section, and we will see you next time.